Hello and welcome to another episode of Scare Traducing, a horror podcast which used to do series and now does new releases and or whatever we want. Whatever we want because who cares anymore? And I'm Cal McNabb. And I'm Gisela Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a few weeks since we done one of these. Our last episode was Don't Breathe 2. And then we were supposed to follow that up with Candyman. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think I will start, we'll start with a little bit about Candyman. Because I did put on Instagram that we were going to do an episode on Candyman. Okay. And got more likes than we've had on any post in about eight to 10 months. Okay. So people were like, oh, okay, fair enough, Candyman. So the reason we're not doing a full episode of Candyman is one, we're late. Like, Candyman's been and gone, it feels like. Everybody's already talked about it. All the reviews are out. Every, everything that needs to be said about Candyman has already been said. And also, we were sick when we were supposed to have seen Candyman and done our episode on it. Yeah. Which is why we ended up seeing it late, which is why... The episode got delayed and all this sort of stuff, but we are better now. Woo! Hopefully we sound clear and concise and there's no coughing on mic. <laughs> um, but we did see Candyman and very briefly, I liked it. I liked it. I think I liked it more than you. Yes. I, I basically agree with most of the criticism that's been handed towards the film. I do, however, think it's a decent film. I don't know if it's a great horror film, but I think it's a pretty solid, you know, 90 minutes or whatever it is. Like, it's pretty solid for what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think most of the criticisms of it being very blunt and basic, yes, I I, I agree with all of them. Um, I, It's hard for me to argue why someone, if they say, like, I hate that movie, I don't really have anything that will change their mind. Yeah. Uh, I think, as I say, most of the criticism has been levelled at it. I think it's fair. I do think it's a bit of a disappointment considering everything we've been waiting for. Uh, the reason I liked it, though, I, I like the performances in it. I like some of Nia DaCosta's choices. I like the little paper, instead of doing flashbacks, the little paper puppets that they use. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think stylistically it's quite interesting. I like the flat of the people in the movie. Um, it's The flats are really cool. The problem I have with Candyman is that it's not scary. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, it's not scary. I, I think Nia DaCosta puts together some great sequences, but doesn't quite have that, I don't know what you would call it, special touch, that soul to turn a horror film, like from a scene that's fun to watch, but isn't scary, or is interesting to watch, but isn't scary, or campy, or fun. Like, there's just something missing. Like, I example, think she's a good director, but not a good my, horror director. My favourite part was the end. The end? Like, the create scene. With the little paper ah, okay. figures, and then yeah, tell yeah. the story of all the previous, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like incidents, of Candyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. incidents that happened, and why you think, oh wait, but this person is just a bad person, oh no, this is what actually happened to that person, mm-hmm. and then people just turn it into a bad person, yeah. and then you have these stories about like five, five or six people, like yeah, I think it's five, yeah. Um, and I love that. I love because it reminds me of the Babadook when with mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. When you see the story, I, like I like when they do that. Like Krampus when they go in a cartoon mode to explain the little girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead I, of just having a regular flashback, yes, they I do love something that. stylistic. I love that. Yeah, no, I agree. Stuff. That's what I mean. I think it's got interesting stuff in it. It's got stuff in it that's that's cool. 
I, I think Candyman's a decent film. I don't think it's a great film, but I also don't think it's scary. a terrible film. Uh, but I watched the first Candyman in the run-up mm-hmm. to the new one. I'd never seen any of them. I was wanting to watch all three. The second one was awful, though, so I was just like, no, I can't do the third one. Yeah. But the first one really... so. Candyman, when I was a kid, I'd always heard about this movie, Candyman. I never heard of it. It's like one of those movies, uh, uh, you'll have your own examples, but like before, when I was like nine, eight, nine years old, mm-hmm. you just know about these. Someone's told you, someone's big brother has told you. I knew about Halloween. Okay. And I knew what Halloween was, like Michael Myers. I knew all this. Uh-huh. Uh, I knew Candyman, the, say the name five times into the mirror. Okay. my For me, it was Bloody Mary. Right, but what horror movies? Is there no horror movies? Oh, no, that, it's not related to any horror But movies. is there any horror movies that when you were a kid... I can't remember. Any. No. no the, like, remember. these are the ones... The Exorcist, obviously. Not I the, Exorcist, the Exorcist, um, and And these movies always... Like, when you finally get to them, I think, they kind of disappoint me. I remember not liking The Exorcist or Halloween the first time I saw both of them. Because just you'd heard about them since you were a kid, and they could never live up to those expectations. Mm. Um... So when I saw Candyman for the first time about three or four, well, maybe about a month ago, a month and a half ago, it couldn't live up to that expectation either, but also because the way it was framed as a kid was like, you say his name in the mirror and he comes and kills you. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a slasher movie, a standard slasher movie. It's not really a standard slasher movie. It's it's closer to like Dracula. Like he's like a really sort of Count Dracula figure. And it's like a sort of... Not a gothic romance, but in that sort of vein. Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching it, I was kind of just thrown off by it. I was like, I don't really know what to make of this film because it was not what I was expecting. The new Candyman is much more in line with what I had had in my head yeah. all these years. And I think that's why a lot of people are disappointed in it. As well as the fact that it doesn't really say anything about race relations and police brutality. It it says that they exist, but it doesn't really say anything about it. It's just like, police brutality is bad. And we're like, yeah, we know. And that's it. It doesn't really go any further than that. Mm-hmm. But also the sort of romanticism, the sort of uh, gothic nature of it isn't, is just gone. It's just taken away. So I think that's why most people are disappointed. Could be wrong, but when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this is not as interesting as the first one. It's it's simplified it. Well, but I there's just, stuff in it I like. I didn't watch the first one, so I went with like a uh-huh, clear mind. And I like it. It's a good film. It didn't scare me, but I liked it. Uh-huh. I like how like um, the main guy starts turning into this idea of the Candyman, whatever is real is in his head, mm-hmm. or whatever, super political. Um, but I think that's the thing that people have a problem with, is that, that, that it's political. Politi- no, not that it's too political, as in what does it say about its politics? It just says that racism is bad, basically. That's it. It doesn't really say... Like, the art critic... Yeah. The art critic, yeah, yeah. and she says that his paintings are like, oh, they're so basic. I like how you keep them in the back behind the mirror. They're so blunt and ordinary and like, yeah. And even his girlfriend says it when it's the, the white fists, police fists punching the guy's face. He paints that. And she's like, it's a bit, it's a bit basic. Like, yeah, I get it. But it's not really, you're not really telling me anything yeah. other than racism punches down. So what would be your score for this movie? Candyman. 6.5 to 7, around that area. Yeah, I think I will do 7. Yeah. Yeah, so. So that's a Candyman talk out of the way because we watched a film last night oh that my I was God. like, I have to talk about this. I have, Candyman's been and gone. Everybody's talked about it already. This one's just new re- released. We can get in on the ground floor and get our thoughts out. <laughs> oh my God. So and I have thoughts. so many thoughts. 
And we saw at the cinema last night Malignant, yes. the new James Wan film. He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. Whatever happened to you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? Imaginary friend? Imaginary friend? He's the devil. I don't know if, if you have heard... Our previous episodes. Yeah, did, I think we did talk about this. On uh, yeah, we we talk about the trailer mm-hmm. and how Callum was so excited. He put the trailer on the TV and I watched that and it finished. And I said to you, "That looks shit. That looks like so cheap." Like you said, cheap. Yeah, that was your word. Really it looks cheap. cheap. Like, but I'll go and watch. I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I remember a couple of weeks ago, I don't know what we went to see, uh, we saw the, tra- the trailer in, on, the in the cinema, and I was like, you know what, looks way better now in here, so I'm kind of more like, mm, okay, but still I'm kind of confused with all, you can see like kind of like transformation of the um, the walls and things the like setting, that, yeah, like yeah. what's going on, is this like a acid trip movie or something <laughs> like that so i wasn't sure about it right now i get it more yeah and oh my god because gosh. you've seen it <laughs> yeah like totally get that like yeah oh well so we've before we get into the legend we've we've talked about him on the podcast but we can always talk about him again a brief synopsis of our thoughts on james wan's career i love him the same i love him that's it you're not <laughs> massive on saw oh well no which is obviously his first I used film. to, now I can't handle it. Like, right. It's too gory. But he me. only did the first one, though. So fair enough, that's the best. Right. Uh, yes, it is the best. Um, then he goes to Death Sentence, which neither of you, neither of us have, no. not, neither of us have seen. But it's not supposed to be a horror. I hear it's more of a dark thriller. But um, I haven't seen it. It kind of flopped. Then we get to the one film of his that we have not talked about on the podcast. The one horror film, I should say, uh, which is a film you showed me. Yes, terrible. Dead Silence. Oh my god, yes! Don't give me puppets, dolls, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's creepy. I I freak out with that film. So when when did you first see that film? Do you remember Ooh, when you first? Yes, back was, in Mexico, a long time ago. It was before you met me. I went. I went to I the cinema. I went me. to the cinema to see this oh, really? movie. Yes. With. With my friends. Okay. But um, yeah, I just remember like Mary Shaw. Uh-huh. It's the woman with the puppet. Oh, so creepy. But then, I think, I don't know if it came out, came out at the same time of um, The Woman in Black. Because I kind Ooh. of remember those, like the old lady from Dead Silent being the same lady from The Woman in Black. So, I I don't know. I, I kind of mix them up again. Then rewatch the movie. Freak me out. And then I show it to you. So, I watched this. No. Like, Three times or something. Dead Silence is 2007. Women in Black is 2012. Okay. So I've only ever seen Dead Silence once. Three times for me. Uh, And it was when you were living in Mexico and I was living here. Uh I think it was before Canada. Uh After Italy, before Canada. That means nothing to anyone who's listening, but it's a timeline in our head. Um, And I remember you told me about it, and I think I downloaded it and watched it on my laptop. And 
I remember being like, okay, it's fine. Would you watch it again? But I feel like I should watch it again because at the yeah. time I wasn't like massive on James Wan. Yeah. Like I was just like, ah, Would whatever. Would you watch it tonight? I'm saying that. Yeah, I'd watch it tonight. That's fine. Let's watch that. So then that doesn't do too well either. As far as I'm aware, it's not a massive hit anyway. Goes away for a bit and then he comes back three years later, 2010, with Insidious, which we have covered on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I think both of us like Insidious. Yeah. I don't love Insidious. I think Insidious 3 is the best one, which is the first one he didn't direct. Um, I think Insidious is fine up until all the demon stuff starts coming in. Then it loses. It goes off the plot a little bit. But it's good. I think it's, it's good. decent. Then he does The Conjuring, 2013, oh. which we both saw in cinemas. We saw that in Canada together. Yeah. And amazing. it's genuinely one of the best popcorn horror films that's Loved ever been made. It. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. And it begins this whole universe that we love. Oh, yes. It has its down moments, but... Oh, oh. The Nan and the <laughs> Yeah. And The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, the third one. Yes. Um, but on the whole, big into it. So thanks for that. He then goes off and does Furious 7. Oof. He's a weird choice to direct Furious 7, <laughs> I, I think. I know. Why they pick him, I don't know, but fair enough. But, and that's the last one with Paul Walker, and is, oh, yeah. in my opinion, the second best. Yeah. After 5, I think I, I, 7 is my second favourite, after 5. I love 7. I'll, uh, yeah, I love 5. Yeah, obviously. Five, undoubtedly. Yeah, 5 is my favourite. The Brazil. Yeah. Brazil. This is Brazil. This is Brazil. 7 <laughs> is... I can't remember. It's the last one with Paul Walker. Dubai and stuff. And all oh, that. Okay. Well, yeah. not just Dubai, but the UAE in some way. Anyway, so he does that. He does that. Then, then he does The Conjuring 2. Yes. That I really like it. Sorry, I should also point out, in the same year that he does The Conjuring 1, he does Insidious 2. Missed that out. Again, we covered it on the podcast. So, yeah, then Furious 7, then The Conjuring 2. Again, really like it. It's not quite as solid as the first one. I think it's just a bit too long and a bit too much going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But The Conjuring 2, still excellent. Love it. Still great. Then he does Aquaman. Oh, I love that movie. I just watched it like a couple of months ago. You didn't watch it too long ago. Yeah. And we saw that in cinemas as well. Yeah, love that movie. So Aquaman is obviously part of the DCEU, which is all over the place when you compare it to Marvel, which is much more rigid in terms of uh, quality control. DC fluctuates wildly, but I much prefer the DCEU. Now, now I do. Like, I'm so much more interested in a film like... Wonder Woman 1984 than oh, I am than I am Spider-Man uh, what's the Far second one? Home? Is that the second one? Far From Home? Yeah. Really? Spider-Man Far From Home is just it's just Iron Man what, 6. What about the new one Chan-Chi? I really like it. What was the last DC movie? Was the last DC movie Justice League? Zack Snyder's yeah, Justice League. Yeah, well the re-release or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, I think Zack Snyder's Justice League is better than Chan-Chi. I like Shang-Chi, but it has the same problems I have with most Marvel films, which is it gets less interesting when the end big fight sequence happens. I just want Marvel to let a director... Marvel would never release a movie like Aquaman. Never in a million years. I don't understand why you mean like Aquaman. Aquaman is great and it's not that weird. It's so fucking what's weird. weird. What's weird about it? Look at the fucking monsters. It has a dinosaur planet in the middle of it. Uh, oh, because uh, when you go and see Thorn and the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's no fucking weird shit. 
What? The last DCEU movie was The Suicide Squad. Oh, okay, yes. Marvel would never release a movie like that. Their version of it is Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, but Guardians of the Galaxy is still aimed at kids. The Suicide Squad is not. They will never let a movie get as violent as that, and they will never... Oh, wow. They'll never release a movie like Wonder Woman 1984. They're just... As, whether you think it's good or bad, I'm, I'm not going to argue Listen, quality. Guys, we are not They're here not to talk about Marvel They're not and DC. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, so yeah, he directed that. And Aquaman. off the back of that, which is still to date DC's biggest success, one of the biggest comic book movies of the decade, off the back of that, he makes Malignant, which is the weirdest choice. Oh my god. How do you go from a massive blockbuster, you've made two massive blockbusters in the previous decade, and off the back of it, you've started a huge massive blockbuster horror universe, and off the back of all this, you make Malignant. Mm-hmm. Which, guys, let me tell you, is the weirdest, the weirdest studio film I've seen in years. Studio horror film, I should say. Yeah. The fact that a, and I've seen people tweeting about this the other, the, the, like, over the last few weeks, that Paramount Studios, they're reportedly um, sort of pulling back from big theatrical productions. They're going to focus on, like, remakes and cheaper stuff just to put on their Paramount Plus service. Okay. A major studio is doing that. And at the same time, Universal is releasing Malignant, which is the weirdest horror movie a studio has made in years. Years. You can... Find me a weird horror film, and I guarantee you they'll all be independent. Find me a horror movie on this scale, with this backing, that is as straight... I love this movie. I love this movie. This, and here comes the big reveal of the episode. Ba-ba-bam. This is my favourite movie of the year. Oh, wow. I fucking had a blast watching it. A blast. It's just because it's really mental. Right, so we can't... I should say... We are going to spoil it, but before we spoil it, if you're a fan of horror cinema, in fact, and cinema in general, go and see Malignant. Just go and see it. You might hate it. I don't really care. But you'll not have seen anything like this. Not on this level. For years. Yeah, I know. It's just... I said to you, is this his blank check or what the fuck? Because I was we were talking about the movie or, well... Reviews or like people talking about All I'd it. All I heard about it was that it was weird. And then you said it was weird, and I said, maybe it's his blank check. No, and you were like, no, 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 he already has his blank check, whatever, whatever. But he's got a check on a check. Like every time he cashes it, this is about the blank well, check theory. But definitely, but th- this is one. But of every those. time he cashes it, it always hits. Well, the same I- with Christopher Nolan. So Christopher Nolan considered his inception. That's his blank check. That's where he does yeah. whatever he wants. But that's a massive hit. So then the next time. He gets to do it again. And I well, think James Wan's had a few of them. I just think he's taking the risk of like, fuck it, I'm just going to do whatever I want and then... This is the one that might pull back that because I cannot see this making a lot of money. Yeah. It'll make money from the horror community. I can't see many people going back to the cinema. Oh, yeah. I want to go back. I fucking loved it. It's just... <laughs> I, will, I actually will definitely go back. But I can see a lot of people being like, that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I'm not going to see it again. <laughs> and I'm going to tell people not to go. So I've, I, 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 I'm interested in the box office of this movie because, as I say, he's just come off huge success. Fury 7. 
fucking huge. The Conjuring 2, surprisingly fucking huge as well. And then Aquaman, just exceptional how much money that made. And then, boom, this. And you're like, Malignant could really, really underperform. Yeah. I don't know what the budget of Malignant is. I should check the budget because everyone's going to have their own theories as to what is considered a hit. Malignant. This is all just taken from Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. But apparently the budget of this movie is... Four million. Forty million. Forty? Yeah, same as The Conjuring 2. Oh, God. So it's currently apparently made 2.2 million. So it's not started well mm. <laughs> opening weekend. Um, the Conjuring 2 was 40 million, I think. And how much did money did The Conjuring 2 make? Yeah, 40 million and it made 321.8, 322 million worldwide. According to Wikipedia. So I can't see Malignant being as big a hit as that. As much as I want it to be, yeah. I cannot see it. So spoiler free review. It's weird. You will sit there and you will think it's not that weird for the first 80 minutes. And you'll be like, I don't know what everyone keeps talking about. This is, I've seen similar things. Maybe it's doing a little bit different, but it's not wild. And then, and then it goes buck nuts insane. Or you're going to be like me, oh, you're so smarty pants. Like, oh, I'm guessing what's going on because I pay attention. I always pay attention to little things in the corner, like trying to read, if they open this letter, I'm trying to read other things to Uh just to like, oh, guess what's going to happen. So, yeah, no, then it gets to a point that you're like, what? So you sort of guessed it, but not... I sort of guessed it. What it? Because it's way wilder. It's too wild. Like, I could... Yeah, I will never imagine that shit. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, no, if you think you're being smart, wait. Just wait. Keep eating those popcorn and just, like, (laughs) wait. It's it's mental. So spoilers from here on in. Mm -hmm. So if you've not seen the movie... I'd recommend, horror fan or not, I'd recommend you go and see it because there is sequences in this movie that you have not seen a major studio like Universal produce in a horror film for arguably a generation and a half. Like, it's fucking crazy. I think, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, that's my spoilers free stuff over. Spoilers from here on in. Three, two, one. She has a living parasite in the back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> well, his brother. His, her brother. His twin brother. Her twin brother is living in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. And opens kind of like an alien thing. Comes out of her head. Yes, comes out from the brain. Like the skull opens. Yeah. And it comes, this weird shit comes up. It's so weird. Oh, no, I, 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 it, it sounds so stupid. It sounds so stupid. But... And it's not scary. I should say that if I'm going to throw the the, the the criticism at Candyman that it's not scary, this is not scary either. However, I had an absolute blast watching this movie. Yeah, it was so much fun. Totally like, a date night. This is a movie that I will buy and watch Saturday nights for years. <laughs> God. Like, if people are talking about Freaky, I know Freaky came out in the States last year, but it came out in the UK this year. Freaky's a great, like, popcorn fun horror movie just to go and have a laugh and enjoy yourself. I'm sorry, but Malignant is up there as well. Yeah, definitely. And I have it as better. And I love Freaky. Freaky's great fun. Freaky's so much fun. I liked Malignant more. Oh, God. Because Freaky's, Freaky's like, Freaky is like, oh, what if Freaky Friday, but one of the people that got switched was a killer? 
Okay, that's a genre mashup. Fair enough. Malignant is, what if you had a parasitic twin in the back of your head who was like a serial killer and wanted to be insane? And okay, you're just like, so, what? So basically the movie starts in this like mental institution, whatever, creepy place. It starts as like, yes, okay, has to be a creepy place, all foggy and really dark and yeah. So, and we, we see this a group of doctors trying to like contain something that killed the nurses already and some some people people. and they're like you see this creature because we don't know you sort of see it kind of see it it looks like an alien looks like an alien that's what I thought was going to be aliens or like a chicken you know kind of like a like a like a turkey before putting it in the oven (laughs) but you see it through through like plastic um, like a plastic door yeah, like, like a plastic Carson. So, yeah. it's, so it's distorted. Exactly. So, and then they're just saying, like, we need to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. And, dun, dun, dun. and then we get We need this, to cut out the cancer. Yeah, we need to cut out the cancer. And then you get all this, um, it's not credits, how you call it? It is an opening credit sequence. Oh, opening credit sequence. And I was like. And you see them cutting out And I said to you, and I and said to you like, okay. And, the and score, you were, the score and you were like, nuts. oh, I love it. I, you were like, I love, I'm loving this. Yeah. And the score is going. I love the score. Like I can't wait to listen to this. Like it's just, it, all everything about this movie is bucknut insane. And then it quietens down a bit for a little bit. Yeah. The I, opening sort of two thirds of it, or maybe pretty pretty restrained. And I've seen most people. The one criticism that I've seen leveled at it from a lot of people that I can sort of get on board with is that opening scene mm-hmm. maybe shows slightly too much. Okay. Because. As I say, I, I I assumed, like, aliens. That's where my mind went. I mean, it's going to be fucking aliens. But that doesn't make any sense as to how an alien's connected to Annabelle Wallace. Like, how are they connected? So, okay, so anyway, so then when we have... So the, if you think logically, you so might be So when we to. have all the credit scene, opening credit scenes, then we have this girl. What's her name in the movie? Madison. Oh, Madison. Played by Annabelle Wallace. Yeah, so Madison. It's in an abusive relationship and... We get the idea that she's been like having a, a, quite a few like abortions or something. No, she's like, had three miscarriages. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a word. Sorry. Um, and the husband blamed her for it and abused her, like well, physical abuse or like hit her, or whatever. And in this scene that we're seeing, he punch her against the wall. He slams her head into a yeah. wall. Yeah. And she starts bleeding, and the husband is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then immediately, okay, you sleep in the couch, she's sleeping upstairs, and something weird is happening downstairs. And the husband wakes up, there's something there, he gets killed by some weird shit that we don't know what it is. Yeah. So next morning, police is there, because um, Madison discovers the body, and the police is like... But she is also chased by this being. But not at this point. She is. In the sequence, she goes downstairs and she finds her husband's dead body and sees the thing crawling out behind him. But she doesn't get chased. She just screams and then... No, she does get chased because that's when it's got the, the the bird's eye view of the house and we follow her running through but the that's house. That's another... No, another that's that sequence. It's the sequence where the, the husband is killed. Anyway, but that doesn't matter. So we which, have... is, which is, I should also say, Isela is a big fan of James Wan's, like... Geography of showing you houses, I think a very not another very inventive way to show it. Bird's eye, and she's oh, yeah. running through the halls. 
But we don't see the halls, we, we see, see the, the rooms above. The rooms above, I know. Brilliant. It was amazing. I right? love it so I much. I love that. Because you can see the hall, but then when she goes upstairs, you already know that Which rooms are available. And yes, and then like, oh, I'm going to see that part. But she, I didn't see when she was on yeah, like, the first floor. I love it. Loved it. Oh, yes, I totally forgot that. I <laughs> mean, to mention that to you. No, like, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. But uh-huh. yeah, but... Yes or no, that this house looks like the other conjuring houses. Does it look like all the conjuring it houses? At least looks like the like the conjuring two house. Oh no, I would say more the conjuring one if I had to say any house. Really? Conjuring two ones in England, it's a lot smaller. But it looks like you know what I mean is like I said, who will live in this fucking house? Like after after the the husband, uh, well, is declared dead and whatever, and they investigated. She goes to the hospital and discovered that missed the baby. The baby died pregnant, again. Yeah. She's pregnant and another uh, another lost baby. Yeah. Anyway, so she comes back to the house with the sister, and the sister is like, "Oh, I can stay with you if you want." And she's like, "No, that's fine. It's my house. I need to go there." And I, I will be like, eh, "No, look at the fucking house. It's so creepy. Who will live in that house?" <laughs> She clearly doesn't care about decoration or colors or opening windows because it's, you know, it's like so dusty. Mm-hmm. Like when you see the light and the dust around mm-hmm. and the colors, you can see some paint scrap. Like it's it's so fucking creepy, that house. It's a, yeah, it's a creepy house. Like why? It's like, a horror film. But I would like to see a really nice house when shit happens, like really creepy things. You have. Happen. Paranormal activity is all suburban houses. Mm. What do you mean? Mm, I mean, I mean like a modern one. Oh well, yes, they have in some point. They have like the Nintendo thing. Yeah, Xbox. Yeah, Paranormal Xbox. activity four. Mm, fair enough. But, and what else? I'm sure there are plenty. No, there are well, always creepy houses. Well, houses. well, no, no. Okay, the movie is from 1978, but the entire franchise is Halloween is all suburban. In the new one, like it's supposed to be in name. Um, oh my god, what's the name of the town? Haddonsfield is mm. this fictional town. Oh well, I don't know. That's all suburbia. That's all the houses are small suburban houses. They aren't small, but they're just no. Houses. But I mean, a haunted house that is normal. I'm guarantee no, you. That's a serial that, killer. Anyway, I guarantee you could find one. As yeah. I say, paranormal activity though is all suburban. Anyway, we're not talking about. Uh, I know we're not, but I'm just saying that they exist. But James Wan obviously likes the idea of I big what I was saying. gothic, <laughs> ridiculous architecture, and that's that's what he gives you. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think, where do we go from here? I don't know. You interrupt me. See what happened with you? No, you yeah. asked a question and I answered it. You interrupt. Anyway, so I was saying that she well, goes thought? back and okay. lives in the house, in the creepy house. Yes, by herself. Yes. And I'm Which like, is a choice yeah. you disagree with. Then, yes. And then she started getting visions. Mm-hmm. When she, like, she started getting visions. And then this is what we see in the trailer. Yes. She's asleep or she's in some part of the house. And then everything transforms into where the murder, murder, murderings are happening. Murders. Murders are happening. Murderings. <laughs> That's a new one. So what I like that word. I'm gonna so start using it. Get a T-shirt and print it on it. Yes, murderings. murderings. Uh, start happening and here's like, okay, what you seeing this? Why? Yeah, why is she seeing murders that are happening in real time but in different locations? Yeah, that's the sort of crux of the movie. That's what the trailer releases mm-hmm. to you. That's the information you're given. 
Um, it's surprisingly, it's not late on, but it took a lot longer to get there than I expected. Mm. Like, I thought it was going to be like the opening sequence. Yeah. If she sees a murder. It's not. It's about 40 minutes in before she sees the first How murder. How long is the movie? Good question. How long is it? Because I, I felt it was long. Oh, really? I actually felt, I, I didn't think it was quite short. It is. Like, it didn't pass that fast. Two hours wouldn't surprise me, if you tell me. One hour and 51 minutes. Yeah, so it's quite, it's quite long for a horror movie. It's James Wan. He gets to do what he wants. So, Annabelle Wallace. What's your thoughts on Annabelle Wallace? I don't like with black hair. Right, but it's a wig. I, and it's bad. Oh, uh, but it, it disguises what is to be revealed later uh, on. Yeah, fair enough, but I don't like it. That's the thing. Oh, you think she looks better blonde? Way better blonde. Interesting. It's yeah, I think she looks better blonde as well, but like she's not ugly with black hair. No, she looks kind of like um, Dakota Johnson. I think Dakota Johnson is attractive. No, but Dakota Johnson looks good in that hair, like really dark hair, white pale skin, blue eyes. And I thought, I'm like, no. Why not? Like this a b- bad version of Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning now? I mean, Dakota Fanning, Dakota <laughs> Johnson. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I didn't like Because I like Annabelle Wallace. Because I thought, well, maybe dye the hair, but it was clearly a wig. It's a wig. It's clearly a wig. It's so bad. Like, but I that's the like point. It. Is The whole movie is this silly, campy, sort of ghostly adventure that turns into this camp, fucking weird-ass monster movie at the end. And so the fact you've got this big, silly wig on her... I just... It's just it's, I think it's all part oh, of the... Oh, well, I didn't like it. I, 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 it threw me off. About a little bit, but it's just me being picky about colors and right. outfits and things like that. But like she, yeah, I, I I don't know if I've got anything good or bad to say about her performance. She's just there to sort of be I think just the vessel kind of, for the, the I audience. Think, I think just in this movie, just to have fun. Yeah. She's, like, she's not. I've seen a lot of actors and actresses saying that. Horror, to work in a horror movie is so much fun. Yeah. So She's done horror before as well. Exactly, probably. That's her she's favorite thing. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah like she's fine. She's, she's, she's good. I'll watch her when she's on screen. I think she's a good uh, movie star presence, almost. She's not a movie star so much, obviously. But like if she's on screen, I'm, I'm willing to go along on the ride with Annabelle Wallace. And this is one hell of a fucking ride. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So, the... Whatever it's killing people. Yeah. And kidnaps one person. And kidnaps one person. Yeah. Kills three. The husband. The doctor that we see at the start. And the assistant of the doctor that we all see at the, the start. All the, yeah. The medical team. All the medical team. So we are like, okay. So this is clearly that alien. Ga- well, the name is Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel. So we're like, oh, okay. So it's that thing. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Okay. Uh, but then. In some point of the movie, I was like, okay, wait, there's too many things happening at the same time. What's going on? Yeah. Because, one, how Madison is related to this thing, because yeah. Glee is related, because she's seeing these things. Or, and it phones her as well. And phones her, yes. And then we learned that she also was in this mental institution, whatever. So, we, one, you start thinking, it was maybe Gabriel's best friend? Maybe it was the sister and they were like separated at birth. But then Madison goes to the mom and is like, no, 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 you told me you were the only one. Okay, so we are here trying to figure it out what's going on with Madison. Then what's going on with the killings and why this 
monster kept one person alive. There's one person alive uh, just there in the... It's kind of like a... It's like a base. Like an, an, an attic. An attic. Yeah. It's there. And then we have the police doing their own investigation and trying to collect everything. And yeah, I think there's so many things that you're like looking uh-huh. all around that probably it's part of the whole dynamic like look don't focus on one thing but get distracted yeah distraction so you don't, you can't, you, you're so not going to figure it out together yes so i kind of like that and at the same time i was i was really busy it was like i was part of the investigation like uh, okay, let me put this together. Retain this information, Kisela, because maybe <laughs> you're gonna use it for that. Okay, who's that? And then who's that woman? We don't learn who the woman that is kidnapped. Yeah, why is she kidnapped why and not kidnapped? killed? And this woman, while is kidnapped, eventually cuts the rope and gets herself free. Yeah. But then the floor collapses and dun dun dun. She's in. She's been kept in Madison's house. Dun dun dun. So we learn that Madison... And I, I was like, oh! That's I a good did. twist because the yeah. police are there when that happens. Yeah. So they suspect she's been seeing all these killings and knows all the details. Oh, and because now, she went to the police to tell them. And now she's got a kidnapped person in her attic. It kind of looks like you're the one committing these killings rather than that you just know of them. Yeah. Like, how can we not say that it's you? You're the one that's giving us all this information that mm. turns out to be correct. And then there's someone tied up in your attic? Best suspicious, into the police cell you go. So between, sort of up until this point, what we have learned is that Madison is adopted. Is adopted. Uh, And she had been adopted. And when she was adopted, the family that adopted her were told that she had no brothers and sisters. She Mm -hmm. was alone. alone. And her mother had died. Her parents had died. Her birth family. It was was a a girl, like 15 years old girl that was raped or something. And she couldn't keep the baby or... Well, that comes out later, yeah, yeah. but her, her, yeah, her, her birth mother was, yes, abused, like sexually assaulted, yeah, raped, sure. whatever, as a child, and that's, that's how she was born, but the, none of this information was released to the family that adopted her. Yeah. But what they did know is that when Madison came into the house, she had an imaginary friend, Gabriel. Yes. That she would talk to and that would say, uh, do bad things telling her to do bad things and they always just assumed like if we give her more love this is like a traumatic thing from her past if we just love her and we ignore not ignore it but if we because she couldn't remember what happened to her before when he when she was in with the other family yeah the mental institution or whatever they're they're thinking well she'll get over it and mm-hmm. that seems to be the case that seems to be what happened she's forgotten about all this traumatic stuff in her life she doesn't talk to Gabriel anymore blah 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 but now Gabriel's back her imaginary friend but how can it be her imaginary friend that doesn't make any sense who's Gabriel who's the kid at the start all this shit's going on and so the police basically is like you know what it's you you are doing all so this they arrest shit her. arrest her because they find the woman mm-hmm. in the attic. They found also the coat that we see because we see this creature killing people. Like it's we should say when we say creature, we should say man. We are led to believe it is a man. It's a man, yeah. Like <laughs> we, well, Gabriel. Yeah, but it, it's a giant man. It's just like a long-haired yeah, man. Long like it doesn't. Man, we yes. don't see what but it is. Thing, and then we see like this kind of monster trait because at some point we see the face. It's a monster thing. Mm-hmm. So. But they is like, no, that's Gabriel. It's my imaginary friend. So your imaginary friend is real? That's what the police said. Like, yes, and he wants to talk to you. And 
Gabriel, Gabriel phones him, and then with Madison in the, like, in a confessional room or something. Like an the interrogation, interview room. Yeah. yeah. And things go mental, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the, the police is also like, yeah, like, what's going on? But the sister has been investigating. Yes, the sister is so brave. She goes. She goes to the to institution. the mental institution because it's empty. She but pulls it's so up, fucking creepy. She pulls her car up right on the edge of a cliff. Why? I because know. the movie is camp and ridiculous, and it looks cool. That's why it doesn't have to make sense. Also, but the parking space that she pulls into is you're like that's like out of a nineties TV show that also, you would park I've there. I've never seen the movie, but it gave me the vibes of Tusk. That I've heard that this you, if you you should watch Tusk. Oh really? I well I know the big twist of Tusk already. Really? Um, but I always wanted to see Tusk and I never saw it. I'm like you, like it's just one of those ones I wanted to see and I never saw. Yeah, it. I remember we were in Canada when it came yeah. out and we didn't see. It. But it's only because of the place. Yeah. And the foggy and yeah. the ocean and I remember the trailer being something like that. But Tusk is an independent movie again. So as much as I say, like, it might be more ridiculousness, find me a studio movie that's yeah. done it. No, I'm not, not saying anything about the plot or anything. Yeah. But, um, just that when she arrives and parks the car, I was like, Tusk. Tusk. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the moon's big in the back. Like, yeah. it just looks like something out of a comic book. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like, like um, why called? would you park It's going to come in. Yeah, exactly. Like all the cliches. But I uh, yeah. love it so much. It's so silly and fun. I love it. And she finds... Uh, all these videotapes of what happened in the in the institution, and when we find this, we find the interviews that they would do with Madison when she was a kid, known as Emily when she was a kid. She knew Madison, yeah, but she Emily, was a kid Emily. before in their previous family before she was adopted. And the interviews, and we have the like, what does Gabriel tell you to do? He tells me to do this, blah, 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 blah. and then finally the camera. <laughs> the camera. Oh wait, wait, wait! So when they start <laughs> the interview, they say, okay. Uh, you might feel a little bit sleepy because we want to hear you. So we put Gabriel to sleep. So we put Gabriel to sleep. And she's like, <laughs> okay, okay. And she starts saying, like, she tell me, he tells me to do things. Sometimes are, like, voices in my head, thoughts or whatever, whatever. And so it's like an interview. So she's sitting in front of the camera. Yeah, kind of like the ring. Like that yeah. Like that scene when she, when Samara Morgan is just, like, with the head down and saying, I'm seeing things. And, yeah. And so eventually they say, right, now it's time to wake Gabriel up. And the person walks around behind Madison's stroke Emily. And then the camera, the documentary camera, the interview camera, the handheld, whatever, in the video that the sister's watching, picks up and swings around oh behind, behind Emily. Uh, and, and there's Voldemort attached to this girl. It's Voldemort in the back it's, of her head. It's, yeah, it's He's got Voldemort. arms and everything. Like Voldemort before getting the blood of Harry Potter when he's like a baby, a weak fetus. On the back of uh, Professor uh, yes, Thing's uh, head. And yes, the, the, yes. That's what it is. But yeah. it, it, it's more of a full body. Yeah. He's got arms and everything. But like tiny arms, but it's got arms. Yeah, but uh, have you seen when in yes, the, the Goblet of Fire? No, when they put the, When they put the baby in the... When they kidnap Harry Potter and then they get the blood and then they put it in the big thing. Cauldron, whatever, yes. yeah. And then they dump, dump a baby that is Voldemort. Ah, no, no, no. Oh. I'm thinking of the um, the Philosopher's Stone, the first one. Okay. Where he's on the back of okay, his head. Yes. That's what this is. Gabriel exists on the back of her head. And then we cut back to the prison. Yes. And... 
the prison, she's in this prison with all these other women, she's been kept in a holding cell, they start to like intimidate her and beat her up and they're like, oh, you pretty girl and you're from like, the, you're not meant to be like here. That. Right, yeah, kind of, that's what it is on the back of her. It's yes. Walmart. Yeah, okay. Um, and as they beat her up, she, um, <laughs> we should say as well, she's been bleeding every time mm-hmm. that a murder has happened from the back yes. of her head. Yes. And then we see the wound reopen as these people are beating her up. She reopens this wound. She pulls her hair back. Or I should say her, the hair on the back of her head. She pulls it apart as if she's moving the hair from behind her head to the front of her head. Mm-hmm. And her skull opens up and a face comes out of her skull. <laughs> and it's Gabriel. He's been reawakened. Because her husband slammed her head into the wall. Yes! And Gabriel takes over. She goes into a trance. She thinks she's still sitting in the prison. She just blacks out. Um, and he takes over her body. And so her body Twist turns backwards. Which yeah. is why the fingerprints that are found are always upside down. Which is why when Gabriel's been running in the past, he's been running backwards. Like, like a spider kind of way. It, it, because it's literally the back of her body now acting forwards. It's so and weird. She kills all the prisoners. She breaks free of the prison and kills all the police officers in what is the most fun sequence I have ever seen in a cinema. It's mental. Fucking almost ever. Like, I... And my jaw was on the floor. I turned <laughs> to you and I was like, I love this movie. I know, you did. Um, and all I could think of was... This is James Wan, because obviously James Wan began his career with Lee Wanell. Lee Wanell has taken off to become his own director. And things like Upgrade and The Invisible Man, which have very interesting camera angles and movements when it comes to action sequences. All I can think of is this is James Wan basically saying to Lee Wanell on screen, fuck you, I can do it as well. <laughs> Look at this action sequence. It's the best action. Fuck Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. I mean, I like that movie. Oh. But this is the best action sequence of the year. It's just... It's insane, insane. when she just kills um, police officer after police officer with Annabelle Wallace's face asleep because yes. she's going backwards. Because she's got a new face on the back of her head. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't like horror movies and has ignored our spoiler warning and is like, this can't be real. This is real. This is what Malignant yeah. is. It's... I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, it's 11 stars out of 10. It's fucking... <laughs> it's so good. It's just so crazy that he was like, let's go for it. Let's fucking go for it. Yeah. He wrote the script alongside his, wa- uh, his wife and someone else. No, sorry, he came up with a story with his wife and someone else, but he then the other person, whose name I'm forgetting, uh, wrote the actual script. It is oh, fucking hell Wikipedia. Come on, <laughs> at least tell me that story by James Wan, Ingrid Bisu, which is a wife, and Akela Cooper, and then screenplay screenplay by Akela Cooper. So the fact that they I don't I don't know what they were thinking when they were like that's what's going to be. They were in. They were just like I, I dream I don't about know if they were drunk or something. I dream about this. And when they came up with this, because I had a dream, and I have and and I have absolutely. No doubt in my mind that when they pitched this to Universal, they were like, no, nope. really? And basically it took James Wan to be like, well, look at what I've done with my career. This one will hit. Like, it, it, I, I can't, if anyone else is pitching this, they're going, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Yeah. 
And I love it. I, oh my god, I could rave about it for days. It goes fucking wild. The police now know what it is. The sisters and her, uh, her mother now know what it is. And it is Gabriel is trying to get to the hospital to kill the birth mother mm-hmm. who's been taken to hospital. So, yeah, so that's the birth mother. The one that it was kidnapped. That's the, yeah, it's the birth mother, yes. yes that's why mother. it wasn't killed. Yes, um, we, like, we didn't know. So now we know. Heads to the hospital to kill the birth mother. There's a fight. Um, and I could describe the fight, but I'm not going to because it's a fight in a movie. And, and you will enjoy it. Just go and watch it. Seriously. But essentially, they defeat Gabriel because um, because Madison takes control of now yes. Of so basically, the they share a the, brain. The, the brain. Yes. Her and her twin, who this parasitic twin, they share a brain because when they were cutting out the, the, the cancer, Gabriel, yeah. the cancer, as they say, when they were cutting it out at the start, they couldn't cut out everything; otherwise, it would kill Emily. Like it would yeah. kill because they cut out too much of our brain. So instead, what they did is they cut out most of it and then just pushed the br- the rest of it into her skull and sewed up her skull. So she's always had this little piece of Gabriel in the back of her head. Yeah. Reawakened when she got her head slammed in the wall. She now realizes, well, they both have the same brain. So she takes back control in this sort of mind palace. Yeah. And locks Gabriel up. Kind of like a split. Have you seen you split? Mean? How like they take turns on the light. Yeah, but so, you never actually see like that, that being in his mind. But yes, exactly. Yeah, this is all going on idea. in the mind. Same idea. Locks Gabriel up and he says, like, I'll get out. Mm-hmm. And she says, yes, but next time I'll be ready for you. And she takes control back of her body. So number two. And, um, and she saves her birth mother and her adopted sister. And then they have, like, a nice family moment. They're like, you know, it's they all hug nice. And, when it, and that's it. The movie, the movie doesn't bother to go, well... All these people are dead, so who do we criminalise for this? Because technically it was her. It was her, but it wasn't. We know it wasn't her, but and he still he's in the, the back of her head. head. But she's not control him, so it's fine. And I said to you, someone needs to go to jail. Someone needs to go to jail. I don't understand how it works. I don't care. Yeah. I love it so much. And basically that's the end of Malignant. And honestly... I would watch it for the fucking next month every day <laughs> if I could. And I might just, like, it's, just it's so good. It's, it's so good. crazy. So out of James Wan's career, I said to you at the end, I said, that might be my second favourite film he's made. Mm-hmm. Conjuring's my first. Okay. <sighs> Saw, I still think Saw is the most important. I don't think it's his best, obviously. But I, obviously, without Saw, we don't have... The torch prawn genre. We don't have the Saw franchise, which is huge. We don't have James Wan. And we don't have Lee Winnell. I still think that is the most important horror film of this century so far. Mm. But I think he's made better films. The Conjuring is a better film. Both his blockbusters, Furious 7 and Aquaman, are better films. Okay. Conjuring 2 is a better film. In s- no, I'd say... In, s- in fact, no, I'd say Saw 1 is better than Conjuring 2. There's my hot take. Oh, I couldn't, I don't know if I could rank all of his films off the top of my head, but that is the most fun I've had watching a James Bond oh, film. Oof, definitely. It was so much fun. <laughs> it just was so crazy. Like we. I think it's my number I, two I, I, behind I, The Conjuring. I, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> like, that was, a, I think I wasn't prepared. The initial the reaction trailer, of Mizella was, Luke's cheap. And what we got is the wildest movie we've ever seen. Yeah, fuck that, yeah. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. 
Um, <sighs> I don't know what we're going to talk about in two weeks. I don't really care because there are more horror movies on the horizon. I cannot imagine a horror movie being as much fun as this. Oof, they be, might scare me more. They might be hard to talk. More, more skill involved or whatever, better Oscar. Like, that's the thing. Like, over the last few years, what horror's become is this sort of, like, weird indie, which I love, like Jennifer Kent and the Babadook. Yeah. Robert Eggers with The Witch and The Lighthouse and Julia DeCorner with Raw. And now Titan, which is coming out sort of soon, next few months, coming out here. Mm-hmm. Just won the Palme d'Or. Like, it's become this weird indie world and it's very, very self-serious and people are like, Tony Collette should have got an Oscar for Hereditary. Oh, or Florence Pugh. Or Lupita Nyong'o for us. So it's become this weird sort of world in which people are like, horror should be getting Ooh. actual Oscar. This is yeah. not that. This is not well, that at all. No, no, this no, no, is no, no, a Saturday night no. movie to put on with your friends. Nobody's getting Oscar for this. But you know what I'm, I'm but predicting? It's so I'm good. predicting an Oscar nomination. For? Hopefully. For a horror movie. Last Night in Soho. Yes. For Anya Taylor-Joe. Well, we need to see it first. I think. People have been buzzing about it. People have been buzzing about it. But that's the thing. Last Night in Soho, I'm very excited for. And that could that could challenge this because Edgar Wright before now has mainly made comedies. Mm-hmm. He's made a couple of action films, but mainly comedies. So now he's doing a straight horror. And I'm like, is it going to be straight horror or are there going to be like fun sequences? Like, Is it going to be silly at parts? Yeah. I don't know how straight horror it's actually going to be. So I'm excited for it, but I can't see it being as camp and as fun as this. And also, I didn't think James Wan had this in him. James Wan, as much as he's a populist and his films, like, he doesn't make art house horror, in my opinion. He makes popcorn horror. Yeah. He makes it very well, arguably better than anyone. The only real competitor is Jordan Peele, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I still think James Wan is better than Jordan Peele. Peele needs to have done it for longer before you can be like, okay, he's up there. He's currently made two films. James Wan's made, you know, five or six horror movies. So I think James Wan is the best popcorn horror director out there. And he sort of gets heavy themes and in, in, in art house stuff into it, but it's still mainstream mm-hmm. horror. It's horror made for mainstream audiences. Yeah. I can't remember what my point was, but basically, <laughs> this is the craziest movie he's ever made. Yes, and it, it's, it's so we'll fun. see how go and watch how it because it's fun. People react to it. We'll 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 just need to wait and see. Yeah, okay. I I loved it. Uh, I think I've said that more than enough times. Candyman is good. Malignant is great. Absolutely great. Go and see Malignant if you haven't already. Yes, and if you didn't fun. care about spoilers and you've listened to this, still go and see it because it. Just go with an so open mind, get popcorn, a drink, and enjoy it. And just sit there and think, I'm willing to accept whatever they give me. Watch it. It's good. It's fun. It's very fun. So, uh, we'll see what our next episode is going to be. Maybe it might be Dead Silence. Who knows? Because yes, we're going to watch that tonight, apparently. Uh, so, gracias por escucharnos. Y hasta la próxima.